0: Welcome to Literally, the podcast where we literally take you through the entire process of building a business and creating a lit up life. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach for high performing women that want to live a lit up life while creating the impact and income they desire in their business. I bring my unique education and expertise to the table to help my clients create big results and move through big blocks. What makes this podcast so unique is that you'll hear one client's weekly coaching sessions for six months. These are recordings of our actual coaching sessions so you'll see their unique challenges and strategies, their ups and downs and their wins and losses. You'll also get to hear exactly how I coach them through it. I'm so excited for you to join us on this behind the scenes journey and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi guys, welcome back to season four. I really cannot believe that we are on season four. It feels so crazy. I feel like in some ways I've been doing this forever and in some ways it feels like a blink of an eye. So thank you so much for being here. If you're new, welcome. If you've been a long time listener, I'm so, so, so grateful for you. So really excited for you to get to know Allie and to, hear her journey. I think that it's going to be so useful in so many ways. And I love that we have someone that is, you know, in a different season than I think any of our guests have been before in that she has been in business a long time, but she's realizing there are a lot of really clear points that are keeping her stuck that she's here to work through and just really pumped for you to see that. And also I think you know, a different kind of business too. So she's a designer and is definitely operating in a different way than a lot of our other previous literally participants have been. So really, really excited for this, for you to listen to the first coaching session and so grateful to all of you for being here and to Allie. So
1: let's dive in.
0: Oh my gosh, I feel like this is like forever coming, right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. What, like two years I've been begging for this?
0: <laughs> so good. I'm so excited to get started. So I'll just start with um, kind of like some housekeeping stuff and then we'll dive in. Does that sound good? Yep. Okay, cool. So I added you to Basecamp, which you already know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Dove right ahead in. of the curve. And so... um. Basically, everything that is in there, like the stuff in the documents and file section, don't feel like you have to go through any of that. I know you already started on the business plan and we can kind of talk about that, but it's really just there for um, you to have as resources if it feels relevant for us. So I might say like, oh, go watch, you know, module five of value-centered sales or whatever, but don't feel like you have to like start going through all that. Does that make sense?
1: Yep. I knocked out the business plan this weekend. Oh, good. I can't wait to hear about it. (laughs) <laughs> okay, good. I don't like questions like that. So, you know, <laughs> you got it over with. <laughs> I did. I just knocked that out. <laughs> so good. Okay, cool. And then,
0: um, just we'll go over the sections really quickly. So, um, the three sections we'll use the most are going to be campfire, which is basically like chatting around the campfire. Okay. Um, that's where you can message me basically anything. Like, that's our ongoing conversation, so to speak. So if you have a question, if you want to celebrate a win, like, all of that is there. Um, the next section is to-dos. So that would be that I'm giving you to-dos after each section – session, sorry. Okay. So basically you can – Also put your own to-dos in there. Obviously, mine are not completely comprehensive of everything you need to do in your business, right? So um, feel free to put your own in there, and then you can give me to-dos, like, you know, just making this up. But Say I gave you the to-do that was like, work on your business plan, and you did, and then you wanted me to look at it. You could give me a to-do that said, review my business plan.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: So just kind of keeps us accountable to each other there. And then last section is documents and files. Mm -hmm. So I have a very strong preference for Google Docs (laughs) Um, because I like to give specific feedback and not general feedback. Like, I hate just being like, add more results. Like, I want to be able
1: to highlight a section kind of thing. Well, I retyped the business plan in a Google Doc, so. Oh,
0: my gosh. Same page. (laughs) Look at that. Okay, cool. So the nice thing about Basecamp is it'll let you link up Google Docs. So, um. You know, if you ever want to share that with me, you just go into Docs, upload, and then link a Google Doc. Cool. Um, And then the only other thing I want to say on that is basically if you're chatting with me in campfire, you never have to tag me. I'll always get it. But if you're in any other section, um, like you're giving me a to-do or you're uploading a document, you're always going to have to tag me or Basecamp will let me know it's there. So, you know, you put in a to-do, just hit the at symbol and my name, basically just like on Facebook or Instagram, and it will let me know. Um, I'll always respond to you within 24 hours. Mm. Always. So what that means is if I don't, I definitely missed it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Obviously, that doesn't happen a lot, but it's totally possible because, you know, technology. So... um, if I ever don't respond, don't think, oh, sh- like I get, she's just taking a little bit longer, or whatever. It for sure means I missed it. So just always shoot me another tag or message me again, kind of thing. Okay. Never give me the benefit of the doubt, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? I, a, a lot of questions usually come up around kind of like how to use Basecamp and how often. And what I would say to you is just like, The thing with Basecamp is really to let it be a practice for paying attention to what you need and getting those needs met. So what I mean by that is don't do that thing where it's like, well, I messaged her yesterday, so I shouldn't today. Mm -hmm. Or I haven't messaged her in five days, so I should, so she knows I'm working on something. Like none of that. Like It's literally just what you need. So some weeks you might message me every day that week and some weeks you might message me none. I have like no expectation either way except that you use this space to get what you need. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Cool. And um, another question I get kind of is like, you know, around timing and stuff. Like you can be in there whenever you need to be. Mm -hmm. So like if you have a – idea at 2 a.m. and you're awake in the middle of the night and you want to shoot me a message. It's totally fine. That's not gonna happen.
1: I require sleep.
0: <laughs> you're like, don't even worry about it. Um i now, will never be in, in there the morning. <laughs> okay, fine, fair. Also won't be in there then. <laughs> but don't worry about it. It's not like a notification is going to my phone or anything like that. Like I'll I'll check it during my normal time. So um feel free to just like use it as much as you need to in whatever way serves you best and like, let me worry about my boundaries around it. Does that make sense? Mm. Um, okay. And then you're all set up with sessions. So I don't think we have anything to worry about there. Any questions on that or Satori or anything? Mm. Um, nope. I don't think so. Cool. Uh, I think that's it. The last little bit of housekeeping that I will just uh, give you is the reminder to just over communicate with me. Mm. So especially at the beginning too, like as we're getting to know each other better, just like let me know what's feeling good and what's not. So, you know, you might say like, oh, like I loved it when you coached me like that. That was really helpful for me. Do that more. Or like I hate it when you gave me that many to-dos. Never, ever give me that many ever again or whatever. Just you tell me what's feeling good and what's not. I'm never going to have my feelings hurt by that.
1: I can tell you that I get silent when I feel off. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to just not talk to me. <laughs> yeah. I like to just retreat.
0: <laughs> okay, good. That's, That's great, great to know. Stuff. Awesome. Yeah. And just like keeping keeping me updated on those things is super, super helpful, right? And so that way, like, you know, my feelings are never going to be heard around that. It's just like the only way they would be heard is if we got to the end of this and you didn't feel like you got what you needed. So like your whole job is just to communicate that. Got it. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Any other questions on like sessions, base camp, housekeeping, anything like that? I don't think so. Okay. So, let's do this. Let's do it. I'm so pumped. Okay. So, um you kind of went through the business plan this weekend, so that might be a good space to start. But otherwise, just sort of give me a brain dump like coming into today, like what are you thinking about? What's on your mind? What did you want to talk about? Just kind of lay it all out for me.
1: Okay. So, obviously 2020 has been a year Really? <laughs> it's not even a year. <laughs> um, but I have, oh Lord, I've come so far on one hand, and then I feel like I'm all over the place on the other hand. Okay. Um, I have pulled back and kind of shifted from a very specific niche, niche. Yeah. However you want to say it. Um, so now, like, my entire thought process and I guess mindset around things has been like thrown off. Like this is typically my very busy booking season, but since I'm not in that very specific niche, I don't know if it will be or, you know, like just the craziness of everything going on right now. And then that on top of it, it's, I think it's just been like confusing in my own way.
0: And when you're saying switch out of it, we're talking like from photographers to just more general business, right? Yes. Yep and so it's kind of just feeling like it's a little bit harder to
1: like know what to expect know what to predict all that kind of stuff yeah or even like and this is what you already know about me for everybody else (laughs) I like to overthink things and second guess everything so then when I go to write like my social media I'm like well should I be hitting this hard should I not is this just a normal conversation is it not like I like Mm. to really just let my mind go in circles on that. And I yeah. think that that's where I've been struggling of what I would typically do and what I should do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what
0: you would typically be doing this time of year, for example, is like you would be going really hard because you would know that this
1: was like booking season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they just got off of their busy season and, you know, like they wanted to, they want to work on their own business in the off season. But I also know like how busy it gets for people over the holidays and then projects get thrown off completely. That right. like mm-hmm. I'm trying to set realistic expectations of me and my clients anymore. And that's what I worked really hard over this past year on. Totally. So
0: I think like when we had last talked, and you tell me if this feels true still, but like, you feel like you've really like nailed a lot of the back end. And I think that's what you were just saying here. But it's like now
1: to the front end marketing is where it's feeling trippy. Yes, yes. Like, the process, I swear, it's been five years of trials and tribulations. And it's always going to be a hit and miss. But I really feel like I've nailed my process. I feel so strong with it. I love the way that I serve my clients now, and now it's just, like, nailing that messaging and getting mm-hmm. more of those that I love. Okay, good.
0: So tell me, like, right now, Jess, like, we're going to just go through some kind of, like, overview shit, but, like, how are you getting clients right now the most?
1: Um, Replying to want ads, per se, in yeah. Facebook groups. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I also know when I fall off the track mm-hmm. of that because life gets busy – then I'm not booking clients because I'm not replying. <laughs> right, right, right. And like how often would you say you're doing that? Oh, you know, I can be really solid for three weeks straight and then I'll take two weeks without, oh my god, I haven't done that today.
0: <laughs> mm. And is it usually like I, I just forgot or is it like a,
1: I actually hate that so I avoid it? Um, It used to be I absolutely hate that. Now it's I try to fit it into the schedule instead of I mean, I Mm -hmm. full on know I'm not making it a priority, even though I should be. Right. But I also, like, I say it's going to be 15 minutes. And in the back of my head, I know it's going to be an hour and 15 minutes. So then I put it off and then it just never happens that day.
0: Okay. And why is it going to be an hour?
1: Oh, you know, I go down the rabbit hole and then I get in another (laughs) group. And then (laughs) that's my own fault. But it happens. (laughs)
0: Cool. Okay. And so when you're doing that, it's working. Clients are kind of coming in. Then you get busy with clients. You fall off of it. It feels like a big project, so on and so forth. So, what Ali is explaining here is so helpful. And just so relevant to take note of, because this is a place that I see so many entrepreneurs get themselves stuck. And so her kind of just showing us that that has been a place that she's been and being willing to articulate that is so important, which is this hamster wheel of getting clients and then pulling back. So, you know, I get clients by marketing, then I stop marketing to do the client work, then I struggle for clients, then I have to start marketing again. And it becomes this feast or famine kind of mentality that so many people find themselves in where when I don't have clients, I'm doing the marketing to get them. And then once I get them, I stop doing the thing that got me clients because I'm doing the client work and so on and so forth. So that is really going to be one of our goals this season is to kind of get out of that place and to get really consistent with both the client work and the marketing. And so hopefully that's just a really helpful takeaway that if you are there or you have been there, you are not alone. This is super normal. And, this is such a pattern to shift in business and it is so possible to shift it where you really get to a point where you get a consistent marketing plan in place so that that continues even when and especially when you get clients. So really excited to be able to dive into that this season and really happy to just normalize
1: this too. Got it. Okay. So yeah, I'd really I need to find like that the feel good I can sustain marketing, finding those clients. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We no, get clients. I'm just taking notes here.
0: Okay. So have you done consistent marketing recently? Oh, you know, what do you call
1: consistent? So I have been posting to social media. So, so no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I have a plan, but you know, I haven't wrote my blog post for the month and like, I've sent an email, but not the two that I had planned. You know, like, so yes and no. Like, I'm there and I'm showing up more than I used – than I had this year because of time. Um, but I wouldn't say that I'm, like, solid on it. Yep. And walk me through that a little bit. Like, is
0: that is that definitely a time thing? Is it an avoidance thing? Is it uh,
1: both? Like, what's what's happening there? Okay, so full honesty here. Yes. I go in spurts. Yeah. I love to work on my business. And I'm all in. And I am content creation. And then I'm like, oh, shit. I have client work up the wazoo. So then I'm all in on client work. Like, I haven't found that balance of being able to prioritize both at the same time to be able to, like, keep everything sustainable that I want to Mm -hmm. be able to do. Hmm. So, I like, my brain works all in on one thing at a time. I am mm-hmm. not good at, like, shifting back and forth.
0: Mm. And when you say that, you mean, like, all in for, like,
1: a couple hours? You mean, like, a couple weeks? Oh, like, no. What it'll you? turn into a day, if yeah. not two days. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'll just use, like, the morning of the last day. And then it's the whole day. And –
0: and do you think that's because like genuinely the projects just need that much time or is that more like perfectionist stuff kicking in or what's happening there? Oh,
1: well, yeah, I'm a perfectionist. That's a problem. Um, but yeah, <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> I, that's a problem. Fully own it. Um, but I, I realized that like this plan that I came up with and I created, when I sat back and looked at it and like analyzed after a month of doing it, it was taking me seven to 10 hours a week. Uh the marketing yeah and then like I was trying to steal time on the weekends and then that was rolling over into Monday which I also hated like stealing time away from my family right and then but then I was stealing time away from my client work and I mean I have we all have limited time it's not me I'm not special but like my son is in school so many hours thank god he's in school (laughs) but like I can't – I have to find a way to fit it all in.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And totally. I love content creating. Like, I actually really do love it. But then I get so excited and into it that, I don't know, everything – not an even balance. Yeah.
0: yeah. How many hours a week is he in school?
1: Um, well, it's like 30, I think. Okay. okay. Cool, cool. But, you know, then life is in there too. So, like, groceries <laughs> and workout. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's just, like, get real clear here at first because that's a good starting point is, like, legitimately working hours per week
1: is what? 25, probably. Okay. So, like, five hours a day. Okay. Helpful.
0: So helpful. Because then we can work backwards from that. So, like, do you know right now, like, approximately how many hours a week one client project takes? you guys know, I love me some time tracking and time blocking, but this is just really important to come back to the basics on, which is work backward from the time you have, right? So even if we're not putting it in exact time slots, because that doesn't necessarily feel good to Allie, we still need to know and work backwards from that top amount. And so many of us forget that, right? Time is just like a budget. like. You have an amount of it, you know what it is, and you work backward from there, right? And what happens if you don't do that with money? You overspend, you overdraw, and the same is true with time, and so many of us end up overdrawing on time in our business because we don't just start with the end in mind, right? We say yes to a lot of things. We commit to a lot of things and we don't do that as it relates to the time we have. And it really feels like we can never catch up, never get it all done. And that is what gets us into that hamster wheel that I was talking about before. So my challenge to you is this, if you are in business, do you know the amount of hours you have to work each week? And if you don't, or if it's a guess, this is your opportunity. Get super freaking clear on what that is. So you have an opportunity to work backwards from there and really use that to your advantage so that you're spending, so to speak, within your budget and business will feel so much easier and so much better and you'll stop
1: making yourself wrong so much too. Um, well that's been (laughs) this new process. Um, right now I'm actually in a holding pattern, like all of my clients are in their homework phase. Okay. So I am able to do a lot more content creation and like get things going. But once all of them are out of the, co- the homework phase, then I'm going to be scheduling in those design times again. So, I mean, yes and no. I have it broken down to, like, how much each step of the project takes. But since I ta- I create custom projects for everybody, each one is different. Mm. So I didn't answer that for you. Yeah, no, no, no.
0: So each each one is different in terms of like how many steps or how long each step takes. Just break that down a little bit. Yeah, so
1: I create custom packages for every client because – I mean, after all of my experience, I've really found that, like, me saying, you need a welcome packet and social media templates and this and that, like, that doesn't fit every business. Mm -hmm. So now I really talk with them about the client experience that they provide. And then we create a package based on their business and their budget. So each one has different things included. So it takes a different amount of time because, like, one will have a full website and one will just be a customization Right
0: right right totally. And so for for them is it kind of like I'm just trying to fill the gaps here. I promise I have right. a point with all this. <laughs> and fill the gaps in my own brain. Is it that once they're ready to go you put a really high expectation on yourself that you kind of have to like jump at
1: it? Um yes. So yeah. I like to get shit done. Like I am yeah, a yeah. to-do checklist person, but yeah. I don't like being told that I need to work on something this hour. That's too much Mm -hmm. pressure for me. (laughs) So, by whom? Even myself. Like, okay, okay. (laughs) I have tried the scheduling myself per hour kind of thing, and that just felt like an enormous pressure. And I felt like I was letting myself down if I didn't accomplish that. Um, Yeah, so I'm trying to like now just give myself the weekly to do list.
0: Let me just give you another thought on that. And I'm not really attached to it either way, but I think this is relevant. Like, notice how like the pressure and the um like self-trust, letting myself down, that kind of stuff is really more of the problem there than like having it scheduled out. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful to see because sometimes we fix the wrong problem. Right. So sometimes we're like, oh, okay, like I just won't schedule then. And it's like, okay, well, that can work, but in 25 hours a week, you're just going to get a lot more efficiency (laughs) if you're actually knowing hour for hour what you're working on. Does that make sense? So it's not that you can't, it's just that if we can be like, well, how can we do that without the pressure instead of like, well, if I do that, I only have the pressure. Does that make sense? Okay. So something I want to talk about here is that It's totally okay that some of us have personal preferences, right? So Allie never has to completely time block if she doesn't want to. However, sometimes what we do is we solve with action instead of solve with the mindset, right? So meaning she's kind of thinking, well, I don't schedule because I hate the feeling of letting myself down, which is really solving with the action. So like, I just won't schedule or we can work on the mindset around that because it makes the 25 hours she has to use so much more effective, right? So sometimes we have to go into, okay, well then how do I change the mindset of letting myself down if, this actual strategy would really serve me. And so it's such a balance between like, we don't have to do anything we don't want to do, but sometimes we have to recognize when a strategy would just serve us better and ask ourselves, well, then how can I change the mindset instead of changing the action? So how can I make it so that even if I don't adhere to the schedule perfectly, I don't beat myself up. I don't feel like I'm letting myself down. That's such an opportunity, right? And so really cool to just watch that in your own business. Where am I sometimes trying to solve with action and thus making it a lot harder on myself versus solving with mindset and making it so I can take the strategic action that is best for me? Look at that in your own business this week because you'll probably be surprised at what that could be.
1: Yeah, yeah. What comes up for you there? Um, I know that I really like to beat myself up if I don't accomplish what I say. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I know that that's an area, obviously, that I need to work on. I I also know that like the way that I have changed my process now will really help in scheduling this client work because now they have to have all of their homework done before I even put it on my schedule. Mm-hmm. Where before... It was very stressful to me because I'd like spend all this time creating my calendar and then something wouldn't be turned in and then I'd have mm-hmm. to like rearrange all these due dates and that like it just felt like a chaotic mess. That makes sense. Totally. Even though it probably wasn't. But to me it was. It was like the yeah. end of the world. <laughs> um. So I think that like adjusting my process will really make a huge change with that as well. But it would also allow me to schedule in more Allie B time that I don't mm-hmm. put on the calendar.
0: One of the most important lessons that I think you can really learn in personal development is that you can hold yourself accountable and still not beat yourself up, right? So like you can still want to grow and hold yourself accountable to grow without making it wrong to be where you're at, right? And the same is true with anything in that regard, right? Like whether it's growth or time or mindset or whatever, we can still really hold ourselves accountable to doing what we say we're gonna do and still not beat ourselves up, right? And the tension of both of those can be really hard to nail, but it really is that both. I know it's okay no matter what and I would like to hold myself accountable to that. I know I'm good just as I am and I would like to grow in this way. So it's seeing it as a desire that you have versus a must that you have to live up to. Does that make sense? So Allie might have a desire to hold herself accountable to more of the things that she said she's gonna do. And that doesn't impact who she is as a human or how good she is or how successful she will be. It's just a desire that would be useful. Right? So pay attention to that in your own business and the way that you're kind of working with things and really work on kind of holding the both and there of I can both hold myself accountable and not beat myself up. Because when you can nail that, you will move forward so much faster because it feels like a good thing, right? I am good where I'm at and I would really like to do this thing. It's a desire I have. The doors open when that's where your brain goes. When you can lose or feel bad or beat yourself up every time, you will simply hold yourself back, right? So really test that to you and see how you can be in that both place. What do you think that is like when you say, um, you know, you're super hard on yourself, like with the marketing stuff, are you super hard with yourself? Like if you don't do it or does that feel different?
1: Um, no, I, I feel terrible that I haven't got it done. Mm. Um. I think I give myself the excuse of, oh, give yourself grace. <laughs> which, yes, you should always give yourself grace, but I think I've given myself a lot of grace on that. <laughs> um Yeah, I I get why can't you just write a blog post? What why mm. haven't you done that yet? I think what's so helpful which also um. I have lots of blog posts, so it's not that I'm not doing it. <laughs>
0: Right. Right. I think what's so helpful to see here is that that's sort of our work. Like I I can already see that, right? Like we, I mean, we talked before we even started doing this and I was like, you're going to hate working with me. Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but this is the point here, right? Which is like, We're almost pulling those things apart. Like, yes, you need to be able to hold yourself accountable. And no, it doesn't mean you're a bad person or that you beat yourself up. And how can both of those things be true, right? Mm -hmm. And like when you can nail that place where both are true versus like, well, I'm either giving myself so much grace that it's not getting done or I'm, you know, beating myself up so much that I just feel awful constantly. When we're in that middle of like, well, like I do hold myself accountable and I always know I'm a good person no matter what, that's when we win, right? So I mentioned something here that I wanted to uh, give a little more context around that I had mentioned to Allie that I told her that she would probably hate working with me. And I did actually. (laughs) I think I told her that multiple times in fact. So Allie and I had met in person a long time ago. You probably know our story from the intro episode, but when it came time to consider doing this together, I had really said to her, I think this is going to be very tough for you because it's going to push you in a lot of ways that are counter to how you've been operating. So she's really been operating in this idea of like someone else knows better. There's a right way to do it. There's a how, there's a specific way I should be doing things. And y'all know that that's not how I roll, right? And so I told her like, hey, only work with me if you're ready to kind of go there because I think it will really push you and you might hate some of it and does that feel okay is that still something you want to lean into and so it was really cool for her to say yes i can see how that's going to be an edge for me and a trigger for me, and I can see how it's exactly what I need. And so I say that because I really want you to have that context for our work together. But I also say that because permission to say that to clients too, right? Let them know what they're in for. Let them know how it probably is going to be difficult and you're going to push them. That can be a great filter. If Ali had said to me, listen, I'm not trying to do that. I really do just want someone to tell me X, Y, Z step. like." I can still like love her and think she's amazing and know that like, I'm probably just not someone that she's ready to work with yet. And that's okay right? And so give yourself that permission to have that conversation with clients sometimes or potential clients rather. If you know that they both really need it and it might be really difficult and challenging, don't hesitate to be transparent around that because if they step into it, you know they're really, really ready to dive in. And I think that is such an exciting place to be and just so excited to see that unfold with Allie.
1: Right. Yes. What comes up for you there? Yeah. And I know, like, you know, that's exactly where I need to focus on. Like, I have in the past always searched for someone else to tell me the way to do something or the right checklist or if somebody else manages my calendar, it'll just be Mm. a miracle. But it's just that I don't trust myself. Yeah. And, I mean, that's been lifelong probably. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, here's the really fucking great news. (laughs) like we, we're 22 minutes into our first session <laughs> and we already know what the problem to solve is right and that's great because you've also known this for a little while like you were saying and have tried just about everything but that <laughs> so we don't even have to go through all that like with so many of my clients we kind of have to go through that time period of like Figuring out what the thing is. Testing all the other things around that. Da, 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 like, you've like you been there. You've done that. We good.
1: <laughs> yep. I have tried so- all the things. Except for fixing myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course. That's always last for all of us. Um, are you seeing that as the good news that I'm seeing that as? Like, what's, what's coming up for you there? Yes.
1: And, I mean, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's still going to be a struggle. But, yes.
0: Well, you're like <laughs> – <laughs> You're resigned to it at this point. Yep.
1: I mean, there's nothing else I can do.
0: <laughs> you might as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, good. Good. I like that. And so would you would you definitely categorize it in that way? Like it's always the self-trust.
1: Yes. And yeah. that goes with just about everything that I try to put my mind to.
0: Mm-hmm. What does that look like in any other area of your life? Like, would you say you really trust yourself as a mom or as a wife or as a daughter or anything like that? Mm -hmm. Um,
1: yes. (laughs) Can I say that with a question mark at the end? Of course, Um, always. (laughs) So, yeah, like, I feel like I'm a damn good mom. Mm -hmm. But then I, like, I want that someone to tell me that sometimes. You know, like, Mm -hmm. just that little reminder, like, the whole five languages of love. Like, mine is definitely words of affirmation. Yeah. And the people in my life, like, don't give that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that's where, like, I personally go into the tailspin because I'm like, just tell yourself. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Like, And then, okay, for funsies,
0: when you tell yourself, are you just like – yeah, but I don't believe it, or, like, yeah, but it's really not true, or, yeah, but how can I know for sure, like, what's the story that comes off that?
1: Um, yeah, I do that, yeah, I don't believe it, (laughs) like, I'll tell myself, but, so even, like, when it comes to even, like, just affirmations, I'm, like, okay, you just go through the motions and say it, Mm -hmm. but I'm not buying it, like,
0: (laughs) can you, um, can you try to walk me through that a little bit more there. Like, like, like give me an affirmation and then what your brain might say. So like, say the affirmation was like, you're a
1: fantastic marketer. What would you say? Right. So one of like, let's just dive all the way in. I have huge money mindset blocks. Okay. Yeah. So I have been trying really hard of like, money comes easily and effortlessly to you. And then like, I'll say that and I'll say that and I'll listen to it. Like, I have your Think Up app, you know, and like I do all those things. And then I'm yes. like, yep, check that off for the day. Mm. <laughs> it was more of, I did the action instead of like doing mm. it.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, totally. I did the action versus being almost, right? Yeah. Mm. Yep. So, when let's just say that one money comes easily and effortless to me. What does your brain say? Mm.
1: Does it?
0: (laughs) That's so interesting. I know, like, I'm just, like, you know, always picking up little things initially and we'll see what lands and what doesn't. But isn't it so interesting that, like, when we're asking, like, what does your brain say about this or what is it? It's always coming, like, with a question mark. Yep. (laughs) Right? Like, you were like, I think I'm a great mom, question mark. Uh, I don't know. Does it? Question mark. Like, it's just interesting. Like, so it's good to see, like, it is that self-trust thing. Because even in that moment, like, there's – it feels like it's not even, like, a declarative statement. Like, your brain's just always, like, not
1: sure. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, like, truthfully, that goes to maybe I should just hire a personal trainer instead of putting together a workout on my own. They know better. Mm. Maybe, you know, like, it's with everything. that I'm like, mm-hmm. I could never know better than somebody else.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Where do you think that comes from?
1: I really don't know. I mean, because I have tried to, like, journal about this or work on it. Um, I have always been an overachiever. <laughs> uh, I School came very naturally to me, very easy to me. I mean, even in college, it was easy to... Beyond on the Dean's List. Like, I never had any struggles with that, but I still never felt it was enough. Mm. Or like, was it easy? Did I study? I don't know. I mean, I it was just always the, well, what if it could have been better? Or what if I would have done this? Or mm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So, like, effectively, you've pretty much never given yourself credit. No. No. (laughs) You're like, don't be crazy. Of course not.
1: No. You can always be better. (laughs) Mm. Oh, here's a a funny for you on that. (laughs) So, last year, we were, like, Beckett and I were laying in bed, and we were talking, like, before falling asleep. And I'm like, you're just the best kid I've ever had everybody I only have one child so <laughs> so that's easy yeah, yeah yeah and he's and I'm like he goes well you're a pretty good mom I'm like oh I'm not the best mom and he's like no everybody could be better <laughs> oh my gosh and he like the poor he was like and he's five like at four. the time I mean yeah. he didn't know what he was saying but I'm like ouch <laughs> mm. which then I'm like So then instantly I like got on Amazon and I ordered like growth mindset books for him because I'm like, don't go down the rabbit hole that I'm in. (laughs) You ordered him growth mindset books. Yeah. We journal together. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. But I'm like, don't don't have that. Is it good enough attitude already at five? Like, no. (laughs) Mm, Oh my gosh. How cool that you're
0: raising a boy that learns how to journal. So, yeah, that's amazing, right? Well, Mm -hmm. once he can read, that will really help. (laughs) That will make a big difference. I agree. Yeah. So good. Okay. So for you, like, is that a childhood thing? Like, is that something you heard from your parents a lot? Like, you can always do better. There's always a way to improve. Like, is that – does that feel really present in your childhood? Um,
1: I think my mom was just always, like, the quiet, supportive one. But, like – my dad was my coach in sports for like growing up a lot. And there was always like, you can practice harder, you can you, you can be more. So mm. I know like sports wise, that was instilled in me very early. So I don't know if that flowed into everything else. Or I mean, I don't think I ever felt any like huge competition in school or grade school. Like we had such a small school that that wasn't that wasn't prevalent to me. It's not like I had to compete against 300 people for anything. So I, it, maybe it came from sports. I don't know. Mm. And my dad, like coaching me, which I mean, he was a fantastic dad, and I did great in sports because of that. Mm. But I know, like, it was always try harder. You can be this. Mm.
0: Where did you get the most satisfaction? Like, was it when you were winning at sports, or when you were making dad happy, or like what what comes up there? <laughs>
1: Oh, I feel so – I don't self-righteous when I say this, but winning That's awards. Like, yeah. Because then I had something like, no, I did it. <laughs>
0: mm. You know what I always find so fascinating is that there's like this <laughs> – I'm going off on a tangent, but you're going to appreciate (laughs) this. But there's like – I really believe that there's like this piece of our soul that just always knows what we need because the irony of the fact that you picked entrepreneurship is not lost in this moment when awards are what makes you feel best. You basically picked the one path where you're never going to get any motherfucking award. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. (laughs) Like you could easily just be like, well, I'm just going to like go into corporate and then I'll get raises and I'll get reviews and I'll get – you know, bonuses and rewards and whatever. And like something in you knew not to pick that.
1: Mm. I did that. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I climbed that fast when I left my job. I was the manager and creative director and it still did never feel like enough.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like I knew that there was always something bigger. Mm.
0: And you left because of, being a mom and and Beckett or you left because you were trying for something bigger? No, I
1: <laughs> no, I left before Beckett. I yeah. um I just I, I I always felt like held back or trapped and I was never going to like use my creativity or my brains enough. Mm. So honestly like it's crazy. I I started um doing stationery so I had a little shop yeah, downtown yeah. and I also did wedding planning. So I I put down a deposit. So I did like first and last month's rent and I painted the place and I got like a desk and a computer and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I had no plan.
0: <laughs> say say so much more to me about that because that is like almost the antithesis of what you're struggling with right now. So like I need I need you to like really break that one down for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I just really struggled a lot in corporate. So, like, I would come home and I'd be upset. And, you know, like, it was just a constant circle. I'm sure my husband was tired of hearing it.
0: Mm -hmm. And.
1: What would you be upset about? Like, just the stifling piece that we talked about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I hold, like, I hold people to a very high level of accountability. And, like, sometimes it it was just hard. Like, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Like, sometimes I just felt like. The direction was never going to go where I wanted. Well, of course it wasn't. It wasn't my business. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it just – my. I always felt like my ideas were going nowhere. Yeah. And, like, I knew that there was a better way to serve our clients. Yeah. And then when, like, a lot of the time somebody up front would just, like, take the order and I would be told exactly what to put on the card and, like, where to put it. And I'm like, No. Just no, that's not right. (laughs) Mm, Um, Yeah. So, but I loved working with brides and I loved doing like personal stationery and wedding invitations. So that's when I was like, I can just go out on my own and do this. Like I can make this happen. So I did. Like I, I Mm -hmm. luckily my, so I come from a farm, like my dad's a farmer and they gave me a harvest bonus. So like I said, I put down a deposit and I bought a computer and I'm like, let's do this. And my husband was supportive and behind me and I just did it. Like I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I knew I could book brides and I started out at bridal fairs and I just went with it. Now I made a lot of mistakes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Does that all feel true in your business right now? Like I know how to book clients. I know What I'm doing, the thing I don't feel like I know is like how to scale or do you feel like you kind of lost that initial belief
1: even? No, I lost that belief. Yeah. Like it was easy for me to be like, oh, a bride does this. I know this exactly. Mm -hmm. Which is also funny because like I'm a creative entrepreneur. I know what I want. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. why can't I like answer these same questions? But Mm -hmm. a bride was like cut and dry. I knew where to find them. I knew where to go. I knew who to network with Mm -hmm. and it was pretty and fun.
0: (laughs) Okay. So we're going to give you that for homework. That exact thing. Um, I'm just writing it down where to go. What they need. Who oh, to see,
1: with. yep, you're gonna stump me. I feel like I can never answer those questions. Mm, isn't that interesting? But I sure could if you're a wedding business. I'll give you all the answers. <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: Well, and and here's here's what I think is interesting is
0: the really good thing about kind of like be having a coach when you're a perfectionist <laughs> is it's the one place where you don't have to bring that. And so even if you just brain dump on those questions and share them with me, we can take it from there. There's no, like, get this answer right. It's But, like, what you've kind of stopped yourself from doing is even trying. Yes. Like, you're like, I don't know the perfect answer, so I will not put it down on paper. Yes. <laughs> and then I looked to somebody else
1: to pay them to give me that perfect right. answer
0: right exactly and so it's like well now I have a space where I can put an imperfect answer down and and bounce that does that make sense something that I want to point out here that I just believe wholeheartedly about coaching is that coaching is about creating the space to be imperfect and practice Practicing that or really whatever else you need to practice. So if you're someone that needs to practice asking for support, coaching is a great container to do that in. If you're someone that needs to practice making it more about you sometimes instead of about everyone else, coaching is a great space to do that in. If you're someone that needs to practice really being seen and being transparent, coaching is a great place to do that. And so the reason i say that is because i so often think that we come into coaching thinking well i'll just fix this thing about myself instead of this is the space for me to practice it right and so Whether you are a coach or being coached right now, I think that is such an important reminder. It is about creating the space to practice what feels challenging. So for Allie, what feels really challenging is being imperfect, right? And so I'm going to keep challenging her to let this be the space in which she practices that, to send me the imperfect list, right? To send me the imperfect plan, all of that. And the more she does that, the more she builds that trust and evidence that that's safe and okay. Right? For some of my other clients, it's asking for support. I really challenge them to lean into that. And the more they do that, they build the trust and evidence that's okay. And they're able to do that more in other areas of their business and life. So if you are currently coaching right now, ask yourself that. What space am I trying to lean into in my coaching? What thing do I want to practice through that container? And it will be so useful, so useful to be able to identify that because then it helps you lean into it. So ask
1: yourself that question this week. Does that feel comfortable or what comes Mm up? Yeah, no, I I need to just dump on that. Like weirdly me transferring into – um. Branding and design and web design, like, it all happened so naturally. Like, I know that this is where I was meant to be. Um, A lot of my past brides were actually starting their own businesses. Mm -hmm. So crazy enough, the year that I got pregnant, which we had been trying forever, like, five brides came to me wanting branding and to help them with launching their business. (laughs) And it was like this natural progression of, well, I can work from home and I can have my baby and I can do this. But they came to me asking if I did that instead of me having to go find somebody. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And now it feels like you have to go
1: find them and you're just like, I don't, I don't got that. Right. Like when clients refer me, which love them all, you know, like I get tons of referrals. Like that's easy and I love it and effortless and feel so good. But then like when it comes to the marketing, I'm like, oh shit.
0: <laughs> well listen, that that makes a lot of sense to me, right? Like if I feel like I don't know, it's gonna be hard to write. It's gonna be hard to market. I'm gonna feel intensity every time I'm doing that, where like Maybe marketing for brides didn't feel that way, and I think you tried going that way in the photography niche, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if I pick this super, super um, specific thing, it will feel better. But then you know, kind of realizing, well, it's it's not about the specifics; it's just about knowing what I need to talk to, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's really cool because that's almost the first thing for us to revisit because it's really both practical and mindset. Mm-hmm. It's the mindset of getting into that self-trust. Like, I can just pick and trust that. And it's practical. And being like, and if I did that, I would probably have a much easier time taking action. Right? Does that feel true?
1: Yeah. And I know that that's why I went into, like, a very specific niche. Because it was easier for me to, like, speak to one person without having to, like, think so much. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Totally.
0: And – but that still wasn't the right thing, right? No.
1: And it's not that it wasn't the right thing. Like I love working with photographers. I love working with wedding planners. I love working with our local dentist. Like Mm
0: -hmm, it's mm -hmm. more
1: of the passion behind the business and the passion of the entrepreneur. And that's what I found of the ones that really want to grow. Yeah, totally.
0: And there's a huge market for that too, which is just strategically really smart. Like my clients are constantly asking me for wrecks around that. So it just makes sense to be somewhere where people are like dying to have
1: that. <laughs> yes, dying to have it. I And that's like, that's what I have really found over the past few years too, is that I love to continue to offer support to my clients. Like once I design the brand, I am in and I'm all in. Like
0: mm-hmm. I get
1: obsessed with something. So when they just go away and they do things themselves, I'm like, bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. I miss you. Totally. You
0: have that like long-term relationship value in a way that like you can't necessarily have with a
1: bride. (laughs) I have a client right now that I have been working with for 18 years professionally. Oh my God. That's amazing. (laughs) It started as ads at the local newspaper. (laughs) Oh, how cool is that? And it's fun. Like I love, I love to see them launch new things. I love to see the new programs they create. I love to be involved in that. Like it's just, I, I get obsessed with watching people grow and change.
0: Mm-hmm. I love this. I mean, I think like all we have to do here is get you a little bit more clear and build that trust a little bit more. And like, this is a done deal, right? Like, I'm just making this up. But like, say you got 12 design clients over the next year and eight stayed with you long term. You're good. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Right. Like you fall, then we have to figure something else out. So like, I think it's just helpful to see like, this doesn't have to be a huge, huge jump. And we already know what the puzzle pieces are to solve, right? So one really important takeaway is that it's so interesting, right? How we can see how simple the goals can be, but our mindset can make it feel so big. For example, what Ali and I were talking about is she signed 12 clients in the next year and then eight of them stayed for the long term, which is you know, a normal conversion number for her in terms of that. She'd be set, like she'd be completely golden, right? And so when you look at it in terms of that, it's like, wow, that feels so possible and so doable. But when it feels kind of um, vague or intense, we're like, oh my gosh, I would have to do so much to hit the goals I wanna hit. And it's like, well, really, I would just have to sign 12 clients this year. Can my mindset get on board with that being possible? Can I start to believe that that could be easy? So whatever that is for you, I really challenge you to get specific with that goal and look at it and write it out. Like how many clients do you need in the next year? Like maybe you just need 12 or maybe you need 20, but doesn't that start to feel more doable? And if it doesn't, then that's your work, is how can I get my mindset to not feel like that's so big, but to really get on board with the fact that that could be an easy number to hit. And the more you get comfortable with that, the easier it is to draw it in. So play with that and see what happens.
1: Does that feel good? Yeah. And and that is exactly what I'm looking for. Like, I, I want those clients that want me to, like, be on their team. Like, mm-hmm. I had a client send me a testimonial and she's like, I'm so glad to have you part of my girl gang. I'm like, I'm totally using that all the time. I love it. Like <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Okay. so. Biggest things for me are answering some of those questions. And again, like you – even bigger than answering them is feeling like you can send it to me imperfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where do I find them? Where do I go? What do they need? Who do I network with? Like those exact questions that you just spewed out knowing like cool. The other thing is I would love for us to break down the 25 hours. Mm. Like, I don't mean hour by hour on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday kind of thing yet because I know your brain's not quite ready to jump jump on that train, (laughs) which is totally fine. But even to be like, okay, I have 25 hours any given week. What am I doing with that time? I think that would be really useful. And then the last thing is just to look at, like, cool, so I know you're doing some journaling and things like that, but what are we doing specifically around self-trust?
1: Yes. And... (laughs) because i'm obsessed with you. <laughs> I obviously have happy magic and i want to start that over, but i think i want to like brainstorm with you around like what my one thing is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um i mean, this is going to be a shocker, but i started it and restarted it a couple times and then i questioned what my intention was. <laughs> Like, did I pick the right one? Yes. Mm-hmm. But then I also knew I didn't. Like, the first one was around money. And I'm like, why am I setting up money? Like, I think it was like, I want to have $15,000 mo- $15, mm-hmm. months. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Where's that going to get me? Mm-hmm. So once I started journaling on it, I'm like, that was just dumb. Start over. <laughs> and that
0: felt dumb because it just didn't feel like the thing that's driving you right now kind of thing. No. Mm-hmm. And
1: it was – it's never been like my – oh my God, I want to have a 6K business or, you know, like 6K. <laughs> Six figure. <laughs> Six figure. I figured that's what you meant. <laughs> I'm done. I made 6K for the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's never been like my driving force. It's more of I want to support my family in ways of if I want to go to the zoo over the weekend, I want to be able to go to the zoo over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So financially, but more also, I have the ability to go. Um just taking Timeless. the time and yeah, yeah. Um so I knew like in my head putting that financial goal there was going to like give me something. But then when I started writing about it, I'm like it's not about the money, it's more about like what I want out of this.
0: I think something really cool here to look at. So I'm gonna give you this as homework. Um it's like what Sorry, I'm just writing this. Um, What does Allie get out of the business? <laughs> right, because like that's beautiful. Like take my family to the zoo. Like cool, and I know that part of that's for you, but you get me. And then like I know your next thing would be like, I just love serving people. I want to serve them. Cool, I'm down for that, same. But like still not you. <laughs> uh, I want to get, you know – my ego wants words of affirmation, cool, but still not really you, more like, you know, your ego shit, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like going back to like, well, what's like truly in this for you? And it might be like, oh, like what's truly in it for me is like expressing myself creatively is the most important thing. Or like maybe I really do want that 15K months because that extra money does something different for my personal life or you see what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter if it's the money or not the money, but like, I want it to almost feel like, well, what's the selfish reason here? (laughs) Cause you don't
1: really let yourself go there. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. (laughs) And if I do, I still find a way to twist it to have it be about my son or about my husband or yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And like,
0: not that it's any easier or harder necessarily to show up for them, but it does change the energy we bring in a sense, right? Mm. And so just kind of going back to like some of these foundations, I feel like is a really good thing here. Like, what are all those things we talked about before in terms of like being clear on the marketing? What are we doing with the hours? What am I actually getting out of the business? Like, just like those very foundational parts that you were probably really clear on when you started. Like you had the plan, you knew who you were talking to, you had the shop set up, you knew exactly what you wanted to get out of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we just got to bring all that back in. <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah, I I know I have lost track of me. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. And that's not, that's been quite a few years. Like I mean, most mothers do go through that. Like, you change your totally. whole identity. But I've really realized it the past couple years that, God, I don't even, if I have an hour to myself, I don't even know what I would do. Mm. Like, what do I like to do? Or, Yeah, that's big, right? And mm. then running got taken away from me. So now I'm just annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because you got hurt. Well, no, I'm. I have advanced arthritis because I'm cool like that.
0: Aww. so I don't get to run. Anymore. So yeah, it's like real. It feels really taken away. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to get my knee better. Or no,
1: there's mm-hmm. there's no running anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah that's a lot. Well, right? I mean, like that was
1: my time. So then like when right. I lost that, I was like, damn, now what?
0: <laughs> I think that's so, so useful. And like the reason that's useful is one, because it's going to make you feel good to refigure some of these things out. But two, that actually lets you do a little bit less overthinking in the business because we're not putting all of our shit on the business, right? Like right now for you, the business is like kind of your one thing but, and it needs to like, you know, feed you in all these ways, plus serve your family, plus, um, you know, like prove that you're awesome, plus, plus, <laughs> plus, 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 plus. And so like, like it's just so much pressure. Right? And so if we can kind of get back to some of these basics and like make the business the business and then make some of this other work of like, who am I? What do I really want? Like, how do I trust myself more? Whatever. That's like Allie's work. And then Allie B's (laughs) business is different, right? (laughs) Yes. That's going to like serve you really well. So let's just try to like pull those apart this week even. Like we're going to answer two business things, which is all the like marketing and then the breakdown of the 25 hours. And then we're going to answer two personal things like, what does my daily work on self-trust look like? And what am I getting out of this business, really? Does that feel good? And again, I know I've said this three times, but here, here we go. <laughs> I want you to be able to send these to me imperfectly. So when I say, like, do a breakdown for me of the 25 hours, it's not like a, and you will be graded on a scale yeah. of
1: <laughs> one to ten to see how effectively you did that. It's more like just give us a starting point. Does that make sense? Well, be ready because when I brain dump imperfectly, you are going to get a rambling novel.
0: That's okay. That's totally okay. and And that's the point is like letting giving yourself like coaching is a space to practice the things you want to be able to do other places. So the things I want to be able to do other places, like take imperfect action. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is just that. How can I practice taking imperfect action? Here is pretty much the whole thing. Does that feel okay? On it. Okay, cool. So I'm going to put these things for you in Basecamp. You're going to answer them for me. We're going to share them back and forth. And then we are going to talk next week, I think, more so about like, cool, then how do we incorporate these things? Like, if this is what the 25 hours looks like, what are we doing with that? If this is who our people are, where are we going to market? If this is what my thing is that the business gives me, how are we making sure that's infused in here? Does that make sense? So good. I'm so excited for you. I feel like this is like, I'm just so pumped because I know like this has been a a long time coming. I'm just so pumped to dive into all this with you. I feel
1: like I just gave you my life story in 45 minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're doing here. That's exactly what we're doing. Welcome to my crazy brain. (laughs) Beautiful. All right, keep me posted in Basecamp and I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living led up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you wanna hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to aletuplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.